Welcome to Rock Talk, the podcast where we explore the latest trends, innovations, and strategies in the construction industry. In this episode, we're excited to share some valuable insights from our 2023 Sales Summit. Joining us today are two of our top business leaders, Jeff Lindsay and Mike McGrath, who will be sharing some tips and tricks for successful customer sales calls. Throughout the episode, Jeff and Mike will be discussing some of the key strategies that have helped them build strong relationships with customers, close more sales, and grow their business. Whether you are a seasoned sales professional or just starting out in the industry, you won't want to miss this engaging and informative conversation. So, sit back, relax, and join us for this exciting conversation with Jeff Lindsay and Mike McGrath as we explore the art and science of successful customer sales calls. We're going to uh, segue Mr. Lindsay, Jeff, Lindsay, if you're on, um, can we just segue to you and talk about uh, value-added sales calls? As I was building this uh, agenda, I had several people tell me uh, or suggest that we have a topic called thoughtful sales calls or joint sales calls, thoughtful sales calls. And uh, Mr. Lindsay's going to help. Mike McGrath's going to jump in here and um, take it away, gents. Yeah, thanks, Keith. Uh, good morning, everyone. Yeah, perfect segue. Uh, nice job, Adrian, kind of setting the the tone and kind of what Mike and I are going to talk about, I think fits well to kind of bring in some of the stuff that you mentioned home. So, so value-added sales calls. So I think it, it's a really good time to talk about this because prior to the pandemic, you know, we there was no issues, concerns, roadblocks, if you will, of going out and meeting people face to face. And then the pandemic came and, you know, we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't go see anybody. Certain jobs you had to get pre-screened and all, all kinds of stuff. So we kind of wanted to revisit that and just really uh, Mike and I will talk about experiences that that we lived and we went through when we were in our sales roles at, at a point in time and and really just kind of hopefully give you all some some nuggets on on how to overcome some rejections what's the best way to bring up certain things at certain times how can you build that that connection with your customer to where you are bringing that value to them you are showing that you know what you have to say do and 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 execute for them really insert yourself as that that asset that a lot of our customers are looking for so what we're going to talk about today is just a couple different things that that um you know again that we've experienced that that seem to work well and and also just a couple different types of sales calls and then we'll kind of bring it bring it home uh, at the end of kind of how to elevate a sales call when you really want to either thank a customer for all of their good good uh, work and and business and then also when you're trying to learn something about it, you know a customer that you might want to increase some sales with or whatnot so i'll uh, i'll kick it to you mike and then we'll we'll toggle back and forth yeah perfect great introduction jeff and i i'm pretty sure adrian jeff and i met earlier this week and i'm pretty sure adrian must have been in the the cubicle next to us because he had so many great points there so so great job uh Adrian, you stole a little bit of our thunder, but um, but we'll hammer it home. So uh, Jeff laid it out for everybody, but really what we'd like to share with people is how to build upon re- relationships, how to foster relationships, how to start relationships with our with our customer. And I think the the key to remember with this is there's there's no right or wrong way. 
you know, you could, you could have an approach that you use with one, one customer that works great, use that same approach with another customer and it, and it blows up in your face. So you're not going to bat a thousand on this. Um, but I think the key is, is consistency and specifically really staying in front of your customers. Jeff touched on, you know, the past couple of years and how difficult that's been. So really I would challenge everyone out there to, to make it a point that, um, all of your customers know your face and, you know, it's not just the person in the office, um, as many people in the organization that um, know who the face of Granite Rock is for them, um, the more power that's in it for multiple reasons, right? Some people, um, some even owners or estimators may not 100% know what's going on in the field or have some, some field decisions. So if you're visiting job sites, that's going to help give you an opportunity to, to build a relationship with those people out there, add value for them as well. So... The first point um, to touch on, you know, how do you get in front of your customers, right? So specifically here, we're, we're talking about office calls. Um, so I think perfect world, a lot of us, because um, all of our schedules are busy, obviously customer schedules are as well. Um, setting up an appointment is ideal, but um, you can imagine if you've never met someone, um, maybe they, um, and they may not be a customer that's working in Granite Rocks area at all times, whatever the case may be, to cold call someone and try to set up an appointment can be pretty darn difficult. Again, everyone's busy. Um, they can give you a million reasons why it won't work for, for you to come by the office. So one of the, one of the techniques that I would use is, is simply drop it into their office. Now, I would tell you, if, if um, you bat even 50% on this, I think you're doing well. But we'll get into some ways where simply dropping by people's office, you can start to make those connections um, and actually build a, a stronger relationship by starting out that way. Um, so, so one of the the key pieces there, and again, it's it's going to be coming up in a in another slide here. But um, a lot of offices, especially for for mid to larger size customers, um, will have you know a gatekeeper or someone sitting at uh, the front desk. So that person can make or break a lot of these type of calls. Now, again, for them, the first time you walk through the door, you're a stranger. Um, but ask treating that person, they're a customer as well, right? So treating them no differently than you would treat the owner of the company, asking them how they're doing, checking in with them, those type of things. Um, and again, you don't want to, you don't want to overdo it. I think, uh, Chago put it well, right? They're, they're people just like us and we just want to connect with them, um, thank them for their business and ask how we can do better. So I don't know, Jeff, if you got anything to add on that one, if, if not, I'll kick it over to you for the next slide. Yeah, good there. Yeah, next slide. All right, so this slide is probably the most important thing I would say in our presentation to really kind of um, ingrain in, in all of us. So whether you're doing an appointment that's scheduled or a cold call, spontaneous visit to an office, a job site, anywhere, the, the key to all of those is the preparation piece when when you come in prepared or unprepared your customers know it and the the last thing you want to do especially if you're trying to build a new connection or new relationship is to show up unprepared because they'll they'll know and and the the cool thing about granite rock especially with all the the effort that's been put towards our business intelligence initiative we have some really sweet data tools that can help you prepare for that 
And and when we talk preparation, we're not talking about, you know, coming in with a portfolio three ring binder to go over their last 10 years of purchases and trends that, but, but just little, little bullets, little nuggets, you know, um, what knowing what they've purchased from us in the last year or two years or whatever. So having a good feel of, of who they are to us on paper as a customer, you know, are they just a concrete customer? Are they buying concrete block and aggregate from us? Do they only use our trucking? You know, things, knowing that going into it is, is key and will help, help you not only be more comfortable as you approach the conversation, but help you start thinking about what questions you want to ask if you can make that connection with them. You know, what locations are they, purchase, are they purchasing from? You know, we can pull that information at the click of a button now. Where are they Where are they at? Where's their sphere of infer, influence? You know, um, a lot of customers like to hear their year-over-year comparisons. How did 22 compare to 21? You know, you can show them that. Especially again with the with the tableau reports now, you can put that into like a simple line graph. Like here we, this is this is what it looks like, you know. And they could use that information. Um, last thing here on having something to offer, something thoughtful to offer with them. You know, we're not talking about you know coming in with Yeti coolers and and hats and pullovers. I mean, don't get me wrong, total time and place for stuff like that. But when you're when you're showing up, especially on a spontaneous um, in a spontaneous matter, having something as as small as some market intel for you know for them. Hey, this is what we're seeing in the Bay Area. Hey, San Jose's got this and this public bid schedules. Absolutely nothing wrong with sharing things like that because it's public knowledge. Now, again, I want to be clear: we don't want to bring like our construction division's bid schedule or anything like that. Cause that's, you know, that's private to us, but the stuff that's public information, perfect. You know, people want to hear that. Hey, did you see this job? You know, things like that. Um, and, uh, and, you know, the time of year right now being the, the beginning of the new year, the calendars are huge. A lot of customers love our calendars and we have such a, a variety of the calendars that we offer now, courtesy of Keith and team that, you can bring up a, a selection and see which ones they like. And then, you know, going forward, you just show up with those. Some people like the wall ones, some people like the desk ones and what have you. So having something thoughtful that you could offer, whether it's something physical or just some information is, uh, is huge. Um, anything there, Mike? The only piece I was going to add is, you know, when I, when I was doing uh, sales calls, um, regularly, it also this this gave me some confidence, right? I'd be lying to everybody on the the call if it was I felt 100% comfortable every time I went and called on a customer. But by having either you know some information about the market that I knew was relevant for kind of any contractor out there, or more importantly, having some information about the customer that they may find insightful, just gave you a little confidence to fall back on bringing that up and. Um, you know, you'll get different reactions from different people, but people appreciate you understanding and doing some some homework on them and knowing something about them. So that's the only piece I was going to add there. Uh, next slide, Robert. Can I chime in something real quick? Um, it kind of relates to everything on here. Uh, I noticed from my point of view, as a lot of you know, I handle like the building materials Instagram page and I see a lot of our outside sales um, interacting with their customers online. And I think that really sparks like a relationship with them. Like just recently I had one of our customers, um, like he he tagged us on a post and he was like, you guys rock. 
something like that. I commented back and I was like, oh, well, it really helps to have like amazing customers like you're like yourself. And then it was like, no, like we're, we're a team, like we're in this together. Like it, and it, I genuinely felt like that relationship kind of like took a step further just from that simple comment that I made online. So I don't know if this would apply to all of you guys, but like if you guys have a social media, like maybe following your guys' customers, I know a lot of them have like not personal pages, but company pages. So I think that's something that you guys could do just to um, go that extra like step. Yeah, great call. Exactly. Excellent point. Yeah, excellent point. All right, so um, touching on, uh, giving some examples and hopefully some nuggets that people can use um, when doing some of these spontaneous or, and or job site uh, visits or even a, a scheduled visit to an office. As I mentioned, a lot of times there can be a gatekeeper at the office. Um, it, it, it's very interesting. I've had times in my career where the the person at the front office could be, you know, the owner's child, the owner's cousin, the owner's nephew or niece. So again, I think you can't discount um, who you interact with when it when it comes to our customers and connecting with those people. And again, just treating them no differently than than seeing a friend um, and, and connecting with them, treating them as a, a respected human and especially one of our customers. That's only going to help you long term. Uh, one of my favorite things when I when I do some joint calls with uh, with the concrete sales team now is um, you know, when we walk into an office and I'll use Zach as an example, we walk in and the first thing you hear is the person at the front desk. Hey, Zach, how you doing? You know, good to see you. Right. So um, that, that's just an excellent example of taking the time to connect again with with people in the office. Um, big piece of that comes with consistency. And again, to Jeff's point, there's a time and, and place for everything and you wouldn't do it on um, every visit you do. But one of the tricks I had had leaned on with a with a pretty tough gatekeeper was simply asking them if they you know if they like Starbucks you know do they like a muffin in the morning things like that, and that could be a pretty cheap easy gesture to to help you break down some of those barriers. Um, job site contact. So when you're out visiting jobs, um, there could be a couple ways um, you're doing this. Of course, customers who have scheduled. Um, uh, pretty darn easy to see them on the books um, here. Jeff touched on uh, being prepared. Very similar thing you can do here. Um, if it's you know someone you're not overly familiar with, you can look at who ordered the material. Um, a lot of times you can give that person a call, um, let them know you're coming out to the site, check in with them. Uh, they may tell you, hey, Jeff's the be best person for you on site. That's just going to help you when you pull up so you're not aimlessly walking around uh, somebody's job site so that can be be helpful for you and i think um as we as i touched on earlier right i wouldn't uh you know let's say jeff's the foreman on the job if you pull up onto a job site and you walk by everybody no waves highs thank you for the for the work and run straight to jeff talk to jeff turn around and walk away probably doesn't give a great impression with with the rest of the crew and 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 those on site so again i you don't have to overdo it you know it's not like a um a politician walking through a crowd, but at the same time, smiling at people, giving them a nod and a wave, um, you know, can can go a long ways. Um, I think Adrian had mentioned it. This is again why I think he was um, had Jeff's and my conversation bugged there. But water bottles are a great gesture for crews. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of our customers are doing very difficult, physically demanding work, um, and obviously right now there's um, there's no concerns with with temperatures and things like that. But in the summer, especially on a paving crew, 
um, and concrete crews that are out there grinding it out. Um, simply bringing some water to people is a is a very very thoughtful gesture that goes a long way with people. And again, I started started sort of my presentation with it, but I, I can't tell you how many times um, I would do a visit, even a job site visit, and you know almost feel like a, a dog with its tail between its legs as I was leaving. But you can't let that you know deter you or um, or get you down. Um, for me, with with I guess my style of of sales, I didn't necessarily put a, a first impression upon people where they remembered even my name. They might remember I worked at Granite Rock, but really where I beat beat people down was by being consistent, being thoughtful, and continuing to engage with people. <clears throat> now you can definitely overdo it with that, right? So I think um, that's where you just got to have have a feel um, for people and 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 not push them away. But be thoughtful and, and and check in with them, and as much as you can, get in front of people's faces. Um, where it will really pay dividends is, you know, when there's a day where things just aren't going great, either from their perspective or ours. When you have a face-to-face relationship, and you can run out to a job site or run to somebody's office and say, "Hey, I know today didn't go good. Let's regroup. I'll be back. I'll come check in with you tomorrow, and we'll figure out how we're going to make this thing right." That's much easier to do if if you have a face to face relationship with people, as opposed to if you're you know mainly communicating through text, email, and and on the phone. The other piece, and I forgot to mention this on the spontaneous job site or uh, office visits, is it's very easy for people. If if I was you know calling Jeff, hey Jeff, I'd like to come by and see you. It's much easier for Jeff to say, hey, sorry, I'm too darn busy, you know, call me next week. If you show up at somebody's office, Jeff may still not have a bunch of time for you, but he'll at least generally most people will come out and say, hey, thanks for stopping by. I'm working on a bid right now. I don't have a d- bunch of time, but I appreciate it. So it's it's much um, harder for people to, to really turn you down. Uh, right in your face pretty darn hard again they may not give you all the time in the world but that's fine i think that's that's some of the inroads that you you start to make there so that's really all i had there on on that piece jeff if you got anything to add yeah just cu- a couple things um specifically to job site visits um i think it was chago somebody said you know knowing your audience so knowing your audience is important but also knowing what's going on in that moment in time and and the example i could give you know if you're going to a paving job you might get one question out to the foreman with one answer and that's it because he's got trucks lined up and they got to lay that that hot mix down but if they're if they're in between loads or whatever then you get some more time where you can kind of sit there and you know shoot shoot the bowl with them and and talk about different things um you know the water bottle piece is is just huge i used to drive around with at minimum two to three cases of water in my truck at all times and you kind of get a feel for when to drop that off and also where to drop it off you know again going back to like paving jobs a lot of the crews depend on what style paver they were using i would go drop it just right on top of the paver because all the all the crew members and the operators typically have all their lunch pails up there because they don't want to leave them way back of the truck depending on what how, where the job is they leave it on the paver so they see that water right there and they grab it you know it's just a a real simple gesture you're in and out you're not getting in the way um and and it's very much appreciated so just again my kid on it but just those small little thoughtful things and then just to kind of wrap it up you know if you get if you go to one of these jobs whether it's 
paving concrete or whatever and they're they're in the heat of it and they're on a deadline or whatever and you just have the opportunity to ask one question whatever that answer is just make sure you nail it you know if it is a pain point answer the trucks are late or this or that you just you make sure that you execute on that if everything's going good then then it just leads you right into the follow-up the next time you see them so um you know again that don't be deterred because it any crew any any company any type of work pretty much every day is different so you just have to understand you know going into that that you might be there for 30 minutes one day and you might be there for three the next you know it just kind of depends so kind of paying attention to feel that out i think is important there uh next slide please robert all right so showing that value so uh, again adrian hit on a lot of the stuff so i won't spend too much time on it but this is this is super important you know, I when Mike and I put this presentation together, we we pulled this directly out of the customer focus selling training that we had done, you know, at some time. And it's just asking, these are just some examples of questions that you could ask. Um, you don't have to, you know, always ask all of these, but they're good lead-ins. You know, one of the, you know, the one on there about invoices, you know, if you're in an office and you're talking to, you know, maybe the owner, maybe the, the, CFO or whoever you're meeting with, you know, bringing up invoices. Hey, those are those working for you? Do you need more info on there? You know, are you getting them, you know, the way you want to get them? I know we don't want to encourage paper um, or trying to email everything, but, you know, unfortunately, there's still some of those companies out there that want paper. You know, it's things like that. You know, if they're a, if they're a, a, a contractor that, that orders a lot of material from us, how's scheduling going? You know, how's, how's it been with dispatch? Who are you talking to there? You know, can I help you? You know, hey, I see a couple loads of rock on the ground. You know, did you, and you would, again, lean on your homework here. You would, you should know if they, if we hauled it or not. And you ask, you know, who are you using for trucking? Okay. You know, and, and, you know, I'll just think of a time, you know, kind of hitting home this being in front of um, your customers. You never know what's going to happen there. And I remember Don told me way back when that you're going to you're going to make the most gains with your customers when you're there face to face and out in front of them than you will sit in an office. And I was at a paving job at Stanford and I was just didn't have an appointment, cold calling to see how the job was going. They were buying the asphalt from us. We weren't hauling it. And literally while I was there, the a truck broke down with the um with the bed up in the paver and it was like the second or third breakdown of of these trucks this company that day and they said you know what we're tired of this do you guys have any trucks available made a phone call to jr he had a truck loading at redwood city within the hour and from then on i don't know if we still are but from then on we were we were hauling all of their asphalt from for them so um, you never know what you're going to find out there and the keys just getting out there. And the last one, again, the pain points, you know, we've said, we've heard that word, those words a lot today. Can't emphasize that enough. And, and when you, when you're trying to discover those, you don't have to just bring it up. Hey, what are your pain points? Maybe the conversation starts with what's going well. You know, we'd like to know what we're doing well, so we can make sure that we stay consistent, like Mike talked about. Um, and then you can kind of go into the pain points secondary. You know, well, what isn't going well and how can we be better for you? Um, so that one's a, that one's a key one there. Anything there, Mike? The only piece I was going to add, I, I know when I was, when I first started in sales, um, we were at a transition point in Northern Road Materials and some of the customers hadn't seen a granite rock face in a long time. And 
there was a lot of venting. And I think sometimes that's what your customer needs, right? A, a voice and a person to talk to. Now, that didn't necessarily change how much they were buying from us um, or the value they saw in it necessarily, but, I, but it, it gave them someone to feel like they were being heard, um, who they knew and who they, they knew was going to come back the next week and see them again in the office and follow up. And I'd be lying if every one of the pain points, you know, you can wave a magic wand and fix, but you hit it head on. And, and if it's something you either need to continue to work on to improve, or if it's something that for whatever reason we can't get done, if you're honest with people and follow up with them, they're going to respect that and, and, and keep thinking of you as a, as a re resource and an ally and partner for them. So next slide, Robert. Okay, how do you foster the relationship going forward? Um, one of the keys I liked to do, especially, I mean, this isn't for every single visit, um, but a lot of times if you were um, talking pricing or talking follow-up items that needed to get done, um, you know, you'll take your notes while you're in the meeting. Um, similar to Chago, my memory isn't, uh, isn't all the best, so I would, I would always have a notepad. I like to do it that way. Um, and then I would follow up with the customer. Generally, I would use an email. I thought it was a little bit easier. But summarizing the conversation as, you know, hey, great meeting with you today. Thank you for the time. I'll get you the those two tags you're missing and I'll get you that bid that we talked about in, you know, before the end of the week. And what I really learned from that, and there was some, um, I was very thankful a lot of times having those follow-up emails because there were conversations that I remembered differently or things that I had missed. So it just provided another opportunity to say thank you, to let them know you were listening. And if you did miss anything, it gave each of you an opportunity to get back on the same page. Um, now text, um, as opposed to when I had started in sales, text much more popular. So simple text saying thank you to people, um, that can go a long ways. Uh, and it doesn't always have to be from when you saw someone, you could thank them for the business from yesterday, even if you didn't go out to their job site. But I think just really having, um, you know, some buy-in and, and feeling a part of their business, right? The way I always think of sales is, you know, you're, you're kind of in this limbo land between the customers and Granite Rock. It's almost like you're working for both in a lot of ways where, and that's what you want your customer to feel. You feel like you got some skin in the game with them and that you're a part of uh, their business and making them successful. Next bullet just touches on basically the same things, uh, requests and pain points. You got to follow up on them. The more time they are, the better off you're going to be because, um, and, and I think this is, um, I don't remember which sales training I've done, but you're almost worse asking someone, you're worse off asking someone about a pain point and then just ignoring it, never following up with them than never asking in the first place. So if you're going to ask people and want to get their honest feedback, again, you may not be able to make, wave a magic wand and, and get it solved, but you're going to be able to, to hit it head on and, and explain either maybe an alternative solution or something like that, but you got to address it. You can't let it become an elephant in the room because that's really going to, you're going to lose points with the customer and, and not foster the relationship. So the last one, just sort of posing the question, what is the right timeline to visit them again? This is where you got to, you know, you got to use your, um, your sort of sense, your feel on the customer. Um, but I would say, you know, if you haven't seen someone in a, in a few months and you, you feel like, oh, maybe it's too soon. That's definitely not too soon, right? A lot of our customers are purchasing from us daily, not weekly. And, um, you know, that if nothing else, you can go out and say thank you, a simple thank you, and, and, and head the other way and let them know you're always available. So I always tried to err on the side of uh, more than less. Um, and quite frankly, you can ask someone, 
you know, be blatantly honest with people. Hey, you know, it doesn't, I don't, I don't know that, uh, you know, I needed to meet with you here today, but I always want to stay in front of you. So that's all I'm doing is, is coming by to say hi and making sure you're doing okay. It's as simple as that. You don't have to get into sales reports or outstanding bills or any of those things necessarily, but just letting them know you're thinking about them. But again, in person, that's going to pack a lot more of, of a punch than a simple text message. Jen, Jeff, anything to, to add there? Yeah, just on that last point, you know, and sometimes you when you have that feel, you get it wrong. And and you, you're uh, I'll just bring up an example myself that I can remember. I I was under the impression with a specific customer that they didn't want to see me all that often. They just, you know, get their quotes done on a timely matter and 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 make sure that, you know, I'm meeting any requests. And I, I really got the feel that they didn't like the face to face stuff. And I'll never forget one time I go to their office and the comment made to me was, man, Jeff, I feel like we only see you in person when you're raising our prices. And and it, they were they were right. I didn't go there all that often. So, you know, I took that feedback and really worked to make sure that, shoot, you know, I need to get there more often. So, you know, that feedback piece that Mike said, like you're spot on. Don't you know when the timing's right, don't be afraid to ask. You know, you don't want to be there too much. And you don't want to be there too little. So there's a little bit of a balance there. And and you might not always get it right the first time. But again, building that that relationship will allow you to kind of, you know, take take that feedback in a positive stride. All right. Uh, next slide, Robert. OK, uh, joint sales calls. So this is something that Mike and I really talked a lot about as we were prepping that I think that we don't do enough of just globally. And and they could be really beneficial. So we kind of broke it down into two two bullets here on on the two main reasons why why you would do a joint sales call. So the first one we got on here is is you know if the customer needs some support that might not be your expertise. You know again using an example for me, I knew nothing about concrete, and so there was a couple times where. I would call Zach and say, hey, man, you know, I got this request from a customer. What do you think? And and we would hop in the truck together and we would go. And and because a lot of our customers, they don't just buy base rock. They don't just buy concrete. They don't just buy this. A lot of them buy, you know, a lot of stuff that we offer. And if you're not the expert on everything, which most of us are not, that's okay. And that's what's so great about our company is we have resources everywhere that that are experts. And getting them and partnering with them and and you know listening to them how they navigate certain things and you pick up certain nuggets. You know, I'll tell you that I I, I still don't know a whole lot about concrete, but I'll remember I, I got some newer customers that did a lot of concrete work and I would get the 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 product codes for Mac. So I would put it on my quote and the right boilerplate stuff, but I didn't know what I was doing. So I actually reached out to Katha. And Katha did a one-on-one concrete one-on-one class with me one day at the lab, and it was awesome. I retained so much from that. Still, you know, wasn't able to go out there and get super, super specky on somebody, but I knew what was the terms that were being used and and what they were doing there. So it was super helpful. So don't be afraid to reach out in a in a in a fashion like that, and you'll learn something. It's super helpful. And then the second piece is having another salesperson with you just to learn from learn from them and they learn from you you know what questions did they ask how did how did they ask them you know what were their lead-ins 
How did they respond to certain requests or comments made by the customer? And then if you're uh, riding around together, which we can do now, you you have that time in the truck right after you get out of an office or leaving a job or whatever to debrief right then and there and talk about stuff. I think that that is super, super important. You know, I, I was fortunate enough to learn from some really good sales reps when I came on to Granite Rock, and that was huge to me, just, just being able to to listen to how the conversation went. You know, I'll never forget one of the first meetings that Don took me to. The first 30 minutes, 45 minutes of the meeting, we didn't even talk about anything work-related. We were talking about barbecuing. And and it was it was awesome. It was great. Cause then it you get to see, you know, a different side of your customers that you don't know get to hear what they're about, what they're doing in their personal time. And and it just I never probably would have thought to do that, you know, had I not been a part of that joint sales call. So that that one's key and just really learning from each other is huge. You know, I always say this with our team and other teams. Anytime you can get a group of us in the same room and we're talking about the same things, you know, everybody's learning at that point in time. Good nuggets are falling out and and you're just adding more tools to your toolkit and it's very beneficial to leverage that. What do you think, Mike? Good. Yeah, a couple quick points I was going to add. I think when you're when you're doing sales um, calls together with with other salespeople, um, think a little bit to our courage and grace, um, you know, um, safety mantra. And what I mean by that is, you know, I, I the key point that I pulled out of a lot of those was, of course, learning from each other, but debriefing. And I think having the courage to you know, you just kind of flop in an office or something goes wrong to sit, you know, when you sit down back in the, the, the vehicle to say, Hey man, that was a flop anything you think I could have done different. Right. And again, it's, and then the other person, uh, or, or if you get in the car telling someone, Hey Jeff, that, that was a little bit of a, of an adventure, huh? Right. You know? So I think, again, it gets back to, to one of my main themes is you're not going to bat a thousand, but Nobody's asking you to and and just learning from it and and continue to chip away at it. And then the other piece I was going to say on on bullet one is you don't always have to think of a, a joint sales call as being two salespeople. Right. I've had many instances um, and and we heard in the introductions, there's a lot of uh, people on this this call who you don't don't necessarily have a quote unquote sales title, but, you know, everyone sells at Granite Rock and there's so many pieces of our business that touch other people's business. And quite frankly, there's power in customers knowing a couple, multiple people from Granite Rock, right? It just deepens those roots. It spreads those roots out and it it, it really just fosters the, the relationship. So those were the, yeah, that- the only other pieces I was going to add. Yeah, that's a great point, Mike. I and and if you're bringing someone out, like for example, like someone from the lab, it it just reinforces to the customer, you know how how much we do care about what's going on there. You know, I I'll remember this was before Pio was in sales and he was working in the lab. We had an issue on a job site in Gilroy where this customer was freaking out that our base rock wasn't compacting and they had to pave the next morning. I called Pio, went and picked him up. We went out there. And it didn't, <laughs> I'm surprised you went into sales PO after that sales call, but it didn't go that great. Um, but it, it, but we had PO was able to answer every technical question that they had and it ended up working out just fine. So yeah, that's a great point, Mike. It doesn't just have to be a sales rep to do that. So good call there. All right. Next slide, Robert. Hey, Jeff. 
before you go on to just one thing if I could add on. Uh, that guy we talked for about barbecuing for 30 minutes that day. Every single time I talk to him now, he brings up something about barbecuing or his recipes. So it's not just always about price or uh, what's what's changing or I need more or less of that. So it's it's a different connection. So I'm glad you remembered that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, last last slide for us here. Um, and I think again, time and a place for everything. Um, but obviously Granite Rock has has some sports tickets um, and these provide us just a great opportunity to say thank you to a customer, to get some time outside of work with customers, um, you know, for them to be able to to bring some of the their other uh, a bunch of different people from from the company. It can be a way for a customer to say thank you to some of their employees. Um, and it's just it's just a great opportunity. Um, so the next bullet, how should you prepare for that? Maximize that experience. I think first and foremost, don't stress yourself out. I think a lot of people think, well, shoot, you know, I, I spent 20 minutes with this customer on the job site and we're both kind of in our environment. What am I going to do for two hours at a Giants game when the Dodgers are beating them by 10 runs? And you just, you don't overthink it. I'm not a Giants or a Dodgers fan, but I, I would just check and make sure people are listening. So I saw Keith's, Keith's face in the R. Um, but I do think if you've, if you've got one or two key points that you want to get across to a customer or key questions, um, it provides a very good opportunity for that. And I wouldn't, you know, walk into the meeting and shake their hand and say hi and dig right into that. But I promise you over that, those couple hours, you're going to get a good opportunity where you're, you're both feeling good and in a good spot to, to ask some questions that you may need to, to, to follow up on or plant a seed for something, right? To, for a job, for a job site visit, job site issue, um, or something you need to follow up with them. It's a good opportunity to plant seeds for things like that. And the other piece, and this was um, was key and touched on um, in Adrian's presentation, but listening to people, right? Everyone, I forget our, what a sales training we had, right? And one of our slogans, everybody loves their name, right? Addressing them by their name, knowing some details um, about them. Um, similar to Chago, I would keep notes in my in my Outlook contacts um, as a way for me to remember those things. Because I'd be lying if I if I said I remembered them all. Um, and just being genuine and honest with people. And, and uh, again, on these type of situations, you know, don't overthink it. Don't, don't feel like you, you have to, to go um, and, and do a lot of extra stuff. Think of it no differently than, than going to a baseball game with a friend and, and truly treating it like that. Jeff, anything else there? Yeah. Yeah. One. And so, you know, what, what you see here is, you know, and what Mike mentioned is about, you know, thanking customers and, and, and going the extra mile and doing something, you know, out of the ordinary per se to, to thank them and, and show them how much we appreciate their business and, and, and all of that good stuff. But you can also use this opportunity to make some gains with the customer that, that you know, isn't, isn't really buying from us all that much. Chris Wilson and I had a great example of this uh, earlier in 2022. We had a customer that their their office literally is a stone's throw from the corporate office in Watsonville. We see their trucks everywhere. They're all over the Monterey Bay. They're all over San Jose. And when you looked at their their activity with Granite Rock, it just wasn't it just wasn't very high. So we we did some work and found out who the right people we should talk to is and and we invited them to a warriors game and so we got to spend some good uh, some good time with them we were able to carpool and and that interaction again the first 
hour, we were probably just getting to know each other. We then it segued into talking some business and and it and it paid off. That customer has spent significantly more money with us in 2022 and going into 23 than they had in years. And so it you can use it both ways, but but you know, just just know that, you know, again, circling back to the preparation piece, it's it's just so important. We knew what they weren't doing and we knew where their market was and that was our segue. And when we talk about some of the the data pieces, you know, for for us um, in in the construction materials division, you know, we have the fortunate uh, luxury of having Leticia as our business analyst and you know, reach out to her to see what reports are out there. If you're unsure or not seeing the data that you that you're looking for, because she's the maestro, she can she knows where it's at or where to get it, and she's a great resource for that. And has been a fantastic resource for all of us, certainly in building materials, to really just get a get a different set of reference points for customers. It's not just about how much money they spend. There's a lot of different things that that you can look at that you can present to a customer to show that value and help you prepare. And and you know, you might even get some feedback from your customer of some data that they'd like to see that you can bring back to Leticia and she could have. So wanted to throw that in there um for that to kind of bring it home. But yeah, that's uh that's all I got there. Um I guess any questions or any closing comments, Mike or I think that's our last slide, I think, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I think we hit it. Maybe if anybody else has questions or comments they'd like to add, feel free. And I'll throw the challenge out there for <clears throat> for all the sales um, team on 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 the call is is get out there and you know meet two or three new customers this year um, or or get out and see somebody who you haven't seen in a while. So that's the challenge for everybody. And don't hesitate to reach out to Jeff or myself. We you know. We'd love to to join you on on any of your calls. That's absolutely that's great. You guys just hit it out of the park. I wanted to, I wanted to just reiterate and emphasize uh, a couple of things, particularly on the joint sales calls. Um, you know, we get to do joint sales calls because we're a beautifully vertically integrated company. Not everybody gets to do that. Some people only sell asphalt or only sell concrete. They don't have this beautiful integration with incredible expertise that that we have been afforded. Granite Rock has been afforded this. We are we are very fortunate to be able to to do joint sales calls and to have the the industry leader thought expertise that we have from our lab and and from the um, experience that we have got. Not to mention incredibly uh, quality high quality products and so it's just a cool thing we get to do joint sales calls yeah we're talking about it as joint sales calls and we're thinking about it in our sales head today but from a global standpoint not everybody gets that it's a it's a it's a cool thing the other thing i wanted to mention uh jeff was you know if you could go do a one-on-one -on -one with kaffa and expand your product knowledge you're going to be just a better expert um, for your customer. And um, I was just really impressed. You know, it, we talk a lot about know your product, know your product and, and all of that. Well, that's how you learn to know your product. And and the fact that we are an industry leader and a thought leader, they they are going to count on us for, for our expertise, for our lab, for our um, years of experience, and again, for our high quality. So 
outstanding yeah. stuff, you guys. You guys, and yeah, it's serving ahead. your customer key to their totality. Like I said, there's a lot of customers that do a lot of different stuff. So, you know, if, if you're if you're not comfortable in certain areas to again hit at home, we have the resources to get you more comfortable. Because again, a lot of our customers are jacks of all trades, right? So, it's just we have the resources to do that to to increase that comfort level. Gentlemen, you exceed expectations. I appreciate it so much.